0: chapter 16 of some haunted houses of england and wales this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org some haunted houses of england and wales by eliot o'donnell number 13 hackham terrace swindon THE GHASTLY SCREAMS ON THE STAIRCASE TECHNICAL FORM OF APPARITION PHANTASM OF DEAD CAUSE OF hauntings, UNKNOWN Last December I journeyed up from Cornwall as usual to the annual concert given by my old school Clifton College and at the subsequent house supper I made the acquaintance of several O.C.'s who were considerably my juniors in point of age we chatted together for a long time, and in the course of our conversation, touched upon the superphysical you couldn't have a better authenticated instance of a haunted house. One of my young friends remarked than that of number thirteen, Hackham Terrace, Swindon. Isn't that so, Nielsen? You come from Swindon. Nielsen agreed. I know the people who lived there. My informant Jarvis continued and they have seen and heard the phantasm over and over again. "'What form does it take?' I asked. "'A shrieking woman's!' "'Like the ghost of Tahiti?' I ejaculated. "'I have never heard of the ghost of Tahiti,' Jarvis rejoined. "'But I cannot conceive anything more gruesome than the Hackam Terrace apparition.' "'Let me tell you some of Mrs. Belmont's experiences.' you must know the house is quite new the belmonts being the first tenants and that nothing has been discovered so far that can in any way account for the hauntings to proceed about a month after they had taken the house every one was aroused in the middle of the night by a succession of the most unearthly screams coming so it seemed from the basement of the house for some seconds no one ventured out of their rooms and then mrs belmont very pluckily taking the lead other members of the family followed her downstairs arriving at the commencement of the passage leading to the kitchen they all saw an indefinable black object lying on the ground frozen to the spot with horror the belmonts watched the thing slowly rise developing as it did so until it assumed the appearance and dimensions of a gigantic naked woman but what was so inconceivably horrid about her was the face she had no eyes their places being filled by ordinary flesh confronting them for some moments in silence she suddenly and without the least warning assumed a horizontal position in mid-air dematerialized and passed through the wall in the guise of a rectangular mass of pale blue light could anything be more ghastly it has parallels in the luminous woman known as proctor's ghost wellington near newcastle and in a house also new in portshed can you tell me any further experiences there yes jarvis rejoined one of the servants was breaking coal in the cellar one evening when the hammer was unceremoniously snatched from her hand the candle blown out and a blue tattooed arm thrust so roughly against her face that one of her front teeth was actually loosened she screamed and the arm vanished still another incident one of the belmont boys percy was preparing to get into bed one night when something caught him sharply by the foot and looking down he saw to his surprise a large hairy hand encircling his ankle he particularly noticed the nails which though filbert in shape were excessively long and dirty mumbling a prayer the first that came into his mind he emphasized it by a violent kick he could not say which produced the desired effect the prayer or the kick but the hand let go its hold and the next moment a shapeless mass of blue something rising from the bed and hovering for the briefest duration of time on a level with his eyes disappeared through the ceiling on another occasion when mrs belmont was in the conservatory watering flowers one of the pots behind her suddenly fell to the ground with a crash she turned round and found herself confronted by a blue face that occupied the spot where the pot had stood too dismayed and startled even to think of escape she stood rooted to the spot gazing at the evil thing in open-mouthed horror what was it Though resembling a man in contour and features, its expression was too thoroughly bestial to belong to anything human. The eyes, deep, sunken, and lurid, leered malignantly at her, whilst the mouth was distorted into a diabolical grin. The apparition had no body-mrs Belmont is of the opinion she might have stayed there till Doomsday had not the unexpected arrival of the gardener scared the thing away. It disappeared as he entered the greenhouse door and its place was once again taken by the flower-pot Mrs. Belmont had another unpleasant experience only this week As she was crossing the landing to her bedroom one morning Someone seized her by the shoulders and pulling her violently backward threw her on the floor She was then gripped by the throat so firmly that the impressions of the fingers could be seen the next day and not looking up she encountered the same awful face she had seen in the conservatory the hateful thing was now in full possession of a body which blue and hairy accorded well with the strangely animal expression in its eyes mrs belmont was too fascinated and horror-stricken to struggle and she thinks she would have undoubtedly been strangled had not succour once again arrived at the most opportune moment her rescuer this time was bruce a very pugnacious irish terrier nothing daunted and contrary to what one is led to expect from the generality of psychic tales bruce flew at the figure the phantasm immediately dissolved into a blue vapour and vanished I could enumerate many other occasions on which similar occult phenomena occurred in the house sometimes the eyeless woman would be seen gliding down the staircase or heard screaming in the passages at other times the blue man would pounce upon his unsuspecting victims out of some dark sequestered corner or frighten them to the verge of a fit by simply peering at them through a door or window the manifestations always terminating in a bluish vapor the house you say was quite new i observed jarvis nodded then the history of the hauntings i replied must either be in some piece of furniture or in the ground itself the blue man with the bestial expression in his face and tattoo marks on his arms suggests to me the probability that he is a phantasm of an ancient possibly he was a suicide or murderer possibly he was neither but is merely tied to this earth by his animal propensities in either case he would hover round the place of his burial and his naturally ferocious spirit would be rendered doubly ferocious at being disturbed the woman of course may have been someone associated with him in this life the lack of eyes the sign of some dreadful depravity in her nature end of chapter sixteen